Hi, everybody. I'm Jaden Doye, and I'm delighted that you've joined me for this episode of the Long Quarter Podcast. I'm known as the Traveling CPA, and I've dedicated my professional life to helping firm owners reach new heights and catch more flights. I believe that you don't have to be tied to a desk seven days a week to have a profitable firm. That's why I'm here, bringing ideas and information that can help you create a first-class firm that pays you the salary you deserve and provides you with the lifestyle you desire. All right, today I want to talk about the pros and cons of each entity type. As an attorney, you probably are well aware of the legal structure of the different entities that you can be in, but it is very important to plan what entity you are going to be also from a tax perspective. So let's start with the sole proprietorship. This one is the most simple structure to create, and this involves an individual that operates the enterprise. The person is responsible for the business, including all liability and any profit or loss. Now, some pros of the sole proprietorship is that it's a good choice for low risk business. It's easy to start and tax filing is pretty easy for this. You simply fill out the Schedule C on your individual return, and that is where you put your business income and expenses, and it generates a profit and loss to which you'll be taxed on. Some cons of this is that it does not produce a separate business entity. Your business assets and liabilities are not separate from your personal assets and liabilities. And you're personally liable for debts and obligations of the business. Banks are hesitant to lend to sole proprietorships. And the profit on a sole proprietorship will not only be taxed at your normal rate, but also an additional 15.3% self-employment tax. Usually it's beneficial early on in the business, but once you start to have a profitable business entity, it does not make that much sense to stay in a sole proprietorship. Now, let's say that there's more than one owner. You're either going to be considered a general partnership or a limited partnership. A general partnership is controlled by two or more businesses or individuals in a partnership the partners own the company and assume responsibility for the partnership debt and many other obligations pros for a general partnership is that the profits are taxed on the individual basis not on the business basis so when the form 1065 is created that is the tax form for filing a partnership. 
there is a form called K1 that is generated and that form flows through to the individual return to which the individual pays taxes on that net taxable income. Partnerships are generally pretty easy to establish and another pro of having a partnership is that you have multiple people that bring their own skill set to help the business. Cons of a general partnership are that partners are jointly and individually liable for the actions of other partners. And there's also a self-employment tax that generally has to be paid on the net taxable income. So when a partner receives a K-1, if that flows into their individual return, they will pay their normal tax rate plus a 15.3% self-employment tax rate. There are ways to avoid that extra self-employment tax rate, but that is a higher level tax strategy that requires, I would recommend a CPA set up for you. I wanna move on to a limited partnership. A limited partnership is a registered business entity as compared to a general partnership. Pros of a limited partnership is that limited partners face limited liability for losses. The responsibility of work are duly delegated and the capital amount in partnership businesses is quite generous. You have two type of partners in a, gen in a limited partnership. You have those who own, operate, and assume liability for the business. Those are general partners. And then you have those who act as investors in the business. Those are called limited partners and sometimes called silent partners. Cons of a limited partnership include the fact that general partners bear maximum risk in case of death. Limited partners do not involve in the decision making. So someone could invest a lot of money into a business, but unfortunately cannot make decisions. And based off of statistics, the chance of a dispute amongst partners are pretty high. Next, I want to go to C corporations. A C corporation is a corporation that is taxed separately from its owners. It gives the owners limited liability, encouraging more risk taking and potential investment. Pros of having a C Corp include having the option of splitting profits and losses between the business and the owners to create an overall lower tax rate. You want to check with your CPA on the best way to do this based off of your situation. C corporations are legally an entirely separate entity from the owners and the shareholders. So owners and shareholders cannot be held responsible for any debt of the C corporation or any lawsuits brought against it. A C corporation can sell stock or shares, either common or preferred, and there's no limit to the number of shareholders. Cons include the fact that they face double taxation. So the company pays taxes on the corporate tax return based off of the net income. And then the shareholders pay taxes on the dividends that they receive. 
as a shareholder in a corporation, you will most likely receive dividends based off of the profits that the business generated. And dividends are taxable on your personal tax return. Owners, unfortunately, cannot deduct business losses on their personal tax return from a C-Corp and increase regulations and paperwork around operating a C-Corporation. Hey, it's Jaden here taking a quick break. Thanks for listening this far. I just wanted to let you know about the Law Firm Growth Toolkit I've put together. You can actually download it now at www.lawandquarter.com. This toolkit will provide you with the resources needed to start making strides towards creating the firm of your dreams. Last but not least, I want to talk about my favorite, which is the S Corporation. S Corporations do not pay income taxes. Rather, the earnings and profits are treated as distributions. The shareholders must receive their income on their individual tax returns. So here are some pros of an S Corporation. Limited liability for management and shareholders and something called flow through taxation. So profits from S Corp are distributed to the shareholders who are taxed on the profits on a personal level. There's good privacy and protection, especially in states like Nevada and Wyoming. So an S corporation that has two partners 50-50 has a net income of $100,000. If that partnership were a general partnership, then the owners would pay their normal tax rate plus an extra 15.3% tax on that net income. But with them being an S corporation, when the K-1 flows through to their personal tax return, they only pay ordinary taxes on that profit. So that would save the partners about $15,000 in taxes if they had a net income of $100,000. Some cons of S-Corps include a maximum of having 100 shareholders. And if you are a high income shareholder, then the flow through taxes actually would not be beneficial for you. And there are limits on issuing stocks with S-Corps versus C-Corps. You can't have more than one class of stock in an S-Corporation. So depending on where your profitability will be over the next five years, it's important to plan early on whether the flat tax rate that we currently have on a C-Corporation or the projected tax rate that you have with an S-Corp will be better for you because once you elect to be an S-Corporation, to be taxed as an S-Corporation, the IRS will make it rather difficult for you to get out of that for 60 months. 
Oftentimes I get the question, can I be an LLC and an S corporation? The answer is yes. The LLC is the legal entity. The S corporation is simply your tax entity, how the IRS treats the taxation of the income generated from that business. If you create an LLC and it only has one member, one owner, then by default, the IRS will tax that business like a sole proprietorship. So it's very important that when the business owner creates an EIN, they look at that SS4 letter that they receive. The IRS will tell you exactly when they expect you to file a tax return and by what date that tax return will be due. They will also let you know if you want to elect to be taxed as a different type of entity, then you need to complete paperwork surrounding that and that will be indicated on the letter received. Oftentimes when people elect to have their business entity in Nevada or Wyoming because of their the legal protection around those companies, they forget that the state that they live in also requires certain reporting to be done. So even though it may help someone from a legal privacy standpoint, when it comes to taxation, oftentimes it's very difficult to avoid having to pay taxes in your home state or having to report in your home state. And when it comes to licensing, that's another thing. If you are only licensed in the state of Georgia, it would not make sense for you to create a firm in the state of Nevada. Thanks so much for listening to the Law and Quarter podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at www.lawandquarter.com for more show notes and additional episodes. If you have time, subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Again, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Law and Quarter podcast.